Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Absolute Casserole, a Taskmaster podcast. I'm your host, Owen Adams, and I know wherever you're listening from, you have just applauded for me. So thank you very much for that. It's really appreciated. On this podcast, I am joined by a former contestant of the show to discuss their experience on Taskmaster and to share some of their favourite moments. If you want to see the unedited version in full picture, you can do so on my YouTube. That is ONG Adams. And for updates about Absolute Casserole, you can follow us on Twitter. That is Absolute Casserole One. And you can follow me on Twitter if you want to. Owen Adams01. And it's Owen Adams One on the Insta. I think that is all the plugging done uh, for now. Uh, stick around for the end of the episode where I will be revealing the next guest on my show. And guys, it is a really, really good one. But that is next week. This week, I hope you guys are ready. On the show is the most outrageous, chaotic Taskmaster contestant ever. He is certainly a fan favourite. You may even recognise him on the new Celebrations Christmas adverts. He came, he saw, he got naked a lot. He also provided us with one of the best diss tracks of all time. Don't get on his bad side because he's gonna, gonna, gonna drown you in your own blood. Get your face down in your own blood, yeah. We'll be breaking down that task during the show and many more insane moments from Taskmaster New Zealand Season 2. Well, let's get him on. He needs no introduction, despite me giving him a 30-second one. It's the one and only David Karayos. Welcome to the podcast, David Karayos. How are you? Hello, I'm good. I'm good, Mr. Owen. Thank you for having me. What an honour. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. And I, I said before, thank you for putting a, a shirt on because, mm-hmm. you know, and I love people who, who make the effort because I was thinking if he doesn't wear the shirt, <laughs> I'm just going like to look like an idiot. Same, same, <laughs> guy, same with Guy if he doesn't come on with a bucket hat and I'm just sat here with a, a bucket hat on. <laughs> nice, no. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I respect the show. I've got to put on. I put on a shirt for you. You know, even got a collar. I won't do all my buttons up. I don't feel like I don't want to have that kind of vibe about what we we're gonna to do today. So I unbuttoned a couple. I think I've got like four buttons undone for you. Four buttons always. undone. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's good enough. That's good enough for me. It's good enough for the podcast. Yeah, now nah, all, all good. All good. It's good. I'm honestly, I'm a big fan of your work. I've watched some of your. Uh, stand up and of course uh you've been on taskmaster and um, from watching both it is so joyous and so chaotic like you were <laughs> you know you were the perfect person uh to go on taskmaster so what was what was the whole experience like for you oh first of all thank you bro that's really uh that's really kind of you to say um the experience was like it was it was surreal. Like the aftermath of what's happened now is blown me out of the water. It's crazy that people enjoy what I do. Um, prior to this, I didn't really have much like work going into TV. I was just kind of trying to do uh, like stand up and like find my own little niche online. And then um, like about two years ago, I got a message from a, a production company and they were like, Hey, can you, um, do some like tasks for us. We're doing, we're trying to like rehearse the live tasks 
for season one and we need like a guinea pig to do it. And I was like, okay, cool. Didn't really think much of it. I knew what Taskmaster was. I was like, awesome. Um, I came on and then after it, they, uh, they emailed me like three months later and they were like, hey, do you want a spot on the show? And I was like, oh, and they were like, yeah, that live thing was kind of like, an, uh, like a little audition and uh, you did very well. So we want to get you on. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. what, was, what was the, um, uh, the live task that they, they made you do? Uh, so it was, I think they were mainly the ones from season one. Uh, so the ones that I remember, and I don't think all of them made them on. Uh, but one of them was paint New Zealand with Marmite. I remember doing that one and screwing it up really badly. Um, I remember doing the spaghetti, the spaghetti karate chop one as well. And I like, after I did it, I was like, I should have gone with my more spaghetti. But the one that like Bronwyn, who uh, was the producer of New Zealand Taskmaster, uh, she said that she was very impressed with the one task that we had to do where uh, we, had to, we had to stand up closest to when the popcorn pops so they had like a pot a pot of popcorn and the one who stands up closest to it wins and so i went into that going if no one can hear the popping i have a better chance of winning so i screamed throughout the whole time <laughs> leading up to the uh leading up to the popcorn pop so it would confuse everyone and she was like yeah that was that was a really interesting way to go about it <laughs> <laughs> i think after that they must have like we've got to get this guy on the show we've got to so well what? see i'm i'm a, i'm a risk like in new zealand i have a i and i understand like i'm looking at this from like a from like an like i understand what i am but in the eyes of new zealand tv i am a risk <laughs> yes. i am i can be quite chaotic and i think what you saw in New Zealand Taskmaster, just to give you a scope, that's about a four of like how chaotic I can get. Really? And I, yeah, and I understood that I had to hit it at that kind of level to be able to make it across the line on this TV show because I've done other shows where uh, I would like try to derive chaos from properly losing control, e.g. getting really drunk and just seeing what would happen. And then... After like after a couple of those, I kind of realized, okay, well, that is definitely not something that works for me. Um, alcohol should never be mixed in with, you know, your performance, because it's just it's not it's not fair for anyone. Like people didn't pay to watch a guy get drunk and go hard. People paid to watch someone be funny at their highest uh, like level. And um, what was great was coming into Taskmaster, I'd kind of already gone through like an arc of like realizing that the drinking had to stop. And so going into Taskmaster, I was like, I have to do the sober. I have to be at my sharpest, but, but I can still allow myself to have full fun and just let myself go. I don't need alcohol to fully let myself go. And I think that's, that I was really happy that Taskmaster came now than earlier on in my career. Otherwise it could have been a real shambles. Oh, brilliant. It could have went that way with the, uh, the scotch task when you come out and you go, I'm not drinking and there's just a table of, sh of shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked at that. I looked at those shots. Good, like, good remembering. But yeah, I looked at those shots. I thought it was apple juice until I put my nose next to it. And I was like, oh, this is alcohol. <laughs> oh and it and it like in my head i was like do i drink it and i was like no 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 no, don't do that and so glad that laura bit the bullet on that one and was the drinking contestant because like yeah. i think it's still great in that moment absolutely fantastic 
Yeah, of course. So what, what has the reaction been like uh, since you've appeared on the show? Um, it's, been, it's been crazy. It's been really crazy. Uh, in New Zealand, in the New Zealand comedy scene, there's a couple of things that kind of happened. One, New Zealand hates New Zealand comedy. Like, we suffer really badly when it comes to cultural cringe. Like, you're not, like for the longest time, comedians, are like, we're like the bridge, we're like the bridge trolls of the entertainment industry over here. <laughs> like, sports people are, like, three levels higher than comedians. And so, you just constantly got this uphill battle where, like, every time you go online, every time you go on a news website, someone does an article on comedians or something like that, you'll always see comments being like, oh, the biggest joke is the fact that New Zealand thinks they have comedians and all that kind of stuff. And I remember the first episode of New Zealand Taskmaster got like a middling review from uh, like the main news website where it was like, the show's like, the show's all over the place. It's not that funny. They rely too much on green screen. It's like, you know, it's never going to live up to the, to the UK you know, taskmaster. And that was, that's the sentiment with all comedy in New Zealand. It's all. And so for someone overseas to go, this is great. We love this. And to be able to have like people actually commenting on it, people on Twitter messaging you, it's like, you're just, you're just over the moon. You're just over the moon about the whole thing. And it's, it's so, it's just so nice and wonderful and it feels really good <laughs> yeah why why do you think it was so well received over over here especially in in the uk obviously it's it's all over the world uh but why do you think it was so well received here because obviously you you know uh people from from britain they're so stubborn and stuck in their ways and you know uh i was probably one of those people because i watched the american version and it was shit <laughs> it just it just didn't uh, uh, coincide. The comedy wasn't right. The timing. I don't think the contestants were in it. Uh, there wasn't any uh, sort of banter between the contestants or the the taskmaster. And and obviously it was Alex, you know, the the original guy who was there in America trying to trying to force it, and it it just wasn't well received at all. And so, so what you've just said is exactly what I thought the UK audience would think about our season. I remember watching like reviews of the US Taskmaster, like just after I got it, I was like, I need to do my research, oh no. Yeah. And I remember watching that and I remember going, this will fit perfectly with how they will describe our season of Taskmaster. And it wasn't until like deep in the studio record that I finally got one over because Guy had said to me, I think we've made something really good here. And I was like, okay, okay, I guess we can, we can, we can, we can rest on that. Like, like people tell you, they're like, this is really good, David, but because there's no one laughing and there's no one in the room, you're, 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 you're your own worst critic. Like you can't, you can't tell someone, you know, yeah, I did really well. How do you know? I don't know. No one was laughing. It was completely silent. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I remember being very worried that I was going to be season two's uh, Lisa Lampanelli because I scream a lot. I'm really like, I can be like obnoxiously loud. And I was like, oh, they're not gonna, they're just, they're just gonna find me just the white noise of the show. Were you thinking, oh, oh shit, uh, I've, got, I've, I've got to rein it in a little bit. Did you yes. ever think that? Yes, fully, 
fully reined it in. I remember when I got nude for the Thai task, <laughs> I was like, afterwards, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Like, why did I, why did I do that? That was like, that wasn't creative. That you, the, the, it's different to the room one because the room one was like, legit, I didn't know what was happening. But the Thai one, I was like, ah, I, could, I should have done I should have done something else, you know. <laughs> At least but you, you can't, because in the moment, you're like, that's all we have. What was that, sorry? You painted the tie on you. That was a bit creative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> there you go. And so, and I've got to tell you, I'm part of this uh, Taskmaster-like Facebook uh, fan page. And by the way, it has 20,000 people in this, uh, in this fan page. Uh, mm-hmm. Laura thought there was like three of us in it. Like when I was asking, <laughs> didn't realise there's loads of us. And there's, there, honestly, there's nothing but praise for your series. And you are constantly in memes that have sent in. Like, <laughs> oh man! Even now the series is over, we we get at least uh, one David Carreras meme a day. You know? Can you please? Can you please send me <laughs> some of these? I want to see them. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, so, and. and I've, I've got to say, what, what was the main reason you said yes uh, to going on the show? Um, I think the main reason I said yes was because I'd had people beforehand telling me that Taskmaster would suit my, would suit my style. And also, I had seen my friend Angela had also done it. And I was like, oh, wow, I'd seen like how much fun she'd had on the show. Yeah. And I was like, I would definitely be keen to be a part of that. And it was the first time that was like, it was like finally a show that kind of lent into my strengths rather than like a panel show where I had to like banter all the time or come up with gags, which has never been my strong point. Like I, I try, I really, I really try work on that skill. But um, when I'm put up against other comics who are very good at that part of the craft, I always feel like I just flounder and I have nothing to go with. And with Taskmaster, it's all real. And everyone's on the same, like, at the same wavelength. No one's got anything prepped. So it feels like an even playing field. Like, I feel like I don't have to come in with the jabs. And I'm watching Ursula and Guy and I'm like, oh, they're the ones holding up the energy the whole time. Which means I can just, like, kind of sit back. And then when something happens, I can just, that's when I can go in. Because the editing... They, 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 they erase like that. It's the fact that it's like two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> and that if you actually look at the whole thing, I don't really say much compared to like Ursula and Guy. Ursula and Guy were, held that whole thing together. And I would just remember watching them in awe going, wow, Guy, how, are you, how is everything coming out of your mouth landing this hard? It's in the room as well. Like it's in the room. You hear, you hear the pop and you're like, wow. And then at the time you're like, is this going to translate? Is this going to, and then you <laughs> see people pick it up and you're like, what? What? They, they get it. Yes. Yes. It works. <laughs> Another thing I think why, um, why it was so well received over here is definitely the swearing. We're all in awe how uh, Kiwis uh, have this great ability to swear with, with such elegance. It's great. We love the swearing. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> Fucking yes! <laughs> so elegant! <laughs> really know my way around the fuck! Yeah, shit, bitch! Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It was like, I feel like we, um, I don't know if it's like a 
fair representation of like <laughs> New Zealanders, but us as a group, we were just, I don't know, once once a fuck was dropped, we were like, okay, no holds barred, let's go, we're unfiltered. Yeah, absolutely. Like, obviously, it's, uh, I'm guessing, a comedian thing. Like, I've never seen, like, uh, Jacinda maybe throw one into a speech. Like, <laughs> I would love to hear on what right right now we're currently like, just to give you we're currently in a deep lockdown. I would right. just love to hear Jacinda get up on a four pm uh, meeting on <laughs> on the media and just be like, guys, shit's fucked. <laughs> I think everyone would resonate with that so so well. So what was it like with you? Did you know any other? contestants before going on the show yeah so um laura uh, and guy and i are all part of the same uh, improv group uh called snort i recently joined like a year ago so i'm kind of new to that but guy and laura have been doing that together for about seven years now um ursula like i i've gigged with her from like time to time like just done like some out of town gigs where she's probably the headliner and I'm there doing like a middle spot, like just 15 minutes with her. And every time I've met her there, that was really cool. But it was the first time I properly got to know her and it was really fun and just a real, like a real honor to be able to like kind of see eye to eye with a comic at that level. Because in New Zealand, she's like superstar. Her, her story is that her mates signed her up for a comedy gig and she was working at an advertising age. I don't know if you've heard this story, but she's just um, working at an advertising agency. One of her mates was like, um, we've signed you up. She, uh, she goes, okay, fine then. Does it. And then she got into the finals of like the raw comedy competition here, like the newcomers competition from that first gig. And ever since then, she's had probably the fastest rise from like beginner to headliner in New Zealand. And so to be able to like work alongside her was oh, so cool. Absolutely, and it felt it felt not competitive. I think definitely between Laura and Guy, I can definitely see them going right. Why are you getting more points than me there and stuff like that? So I think it was competitive between them. But as a whole, I really think it was such a tight knit group, and I think you all really got on so well. And I think that's what people, uh, you know, resonated with people so much is that it was basically just a a, a bunch of friends doing stupid stuff. <laughs> trying to get yeah. points off this guy and, in I, suit. and I really hope that um that like bleeds through in the like in the next coming seasons like if we get more seasons I think that's one of the strengths New Zealand Taskmaster has is that the comedy community is so small that we're able to have like create that relationship so early off the bat and I mean I, I like I, I'm friends with all of them but our friendship grew so strong over that series like beyond whatever I expected it to be so i really hope that new zealand keeps making them because we've got so many great comedians that i really am excited for the rest of the world to get to know oh for sure i need i need more taskmaster in my life especially new zealand taskmaster it's brilliant <laughs> but what, what, what was your main goal of going on the show was was winning ever in your sights no oh like i never really thought of winning like when i watched taskmaster I, I kind of clicked on pretty quickly that the show isn't about winning and that like sometimes being scored low is the, like is the, is the better option because then you're like, well, there's a moment in there and we can kind of uh, work that, work that out. And that's, um, I'm happy for that. I'm rather, I would rather service the joke than try to focus on the points. But 
I remember thinking, there's no way Jeremy's going to get me. There's no way he's going to like really fire me up on this. But he threw me some absolute curveballs. And when he would give you a one for certain tasks, <laughs> it actually hurts. Because you're like, I don't give a shit about the points. But I put a lot of effort into that. And you're going to give me one point? Huh? Oh my goodness. I legit, when the Make Your Hometown Proud, when I got one point for that, I almost cried because I spent, oh, oh. I spent a whole day with Paul in a car just driving around Christchurch, like hours, <laughs> hours, Owen, driving around a car. I was like, this is it. This is like, and I've gone to like every single place that genuinely meant something to me. Like I was like, these malls, there were other photos in there too. I was like, every single one of these places, if you're from, if you're from Christchurch, you will get what I'm doing. And so for Jeremy to go, like, it's not that great. I was like, oh, bro, I tried so hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was, that was intense. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the one where you disagreed with him the most on, on any task? Yes, that's the only one. That's the only one that properly, like, cracked me. And at the end, I had to, like, I had to go, back, like, I sheepishly went up to him. I was like, hey, bro. But that was all right, right? It's like, yeah, man. Like, you know, and then and he just came into me. He just came in. We had like a nice chat. And he was like, you know, the, the fun part about Taskmaster is the, the highs and lows within it. And like, you know, at the end of the day, it's a show. He's like, don't, you don't need to take anything personally. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. And I think after that, I kind of like just let go a lot more and was yeah. able to kind of work through it. Yeah, of course. And talking of highs and lows, I think you've had the most highs and lows of any contestant ever. <laughs> like, they really, they really tested me, eh? I've never seen someone so defeated after a task. Like, you looked exhausted. Even like you probably filmed the task ages ago. You couldn't, you still looked like you had been affected, affected by, <laughs> by some of these tasks. Like, oh. especially... Because uh, I'll, I'll go uh, over some of my uh, standout tasks uh, from you, but we have to talk about um, the solo task that was given to you <laughs> in the last episode. Uh, untie yeah. these shoelaces, fastest wins. You know, this was the most buttons I saw undone. Like, <laughs> you looked like you <laughs> come in from a heavy night out and you're just contemplating life. <laughs> oh bro you have no idea you have no like i remember and i, I don't think i've said this but i remember seeing i gotta untie the shoelaces being in front of the desk and then in my head backtracking knowing that i have to go all the way back out to the car park and i was like that's oh and at that point i was already like oh my gosh i have to do this that's like that's like that's like at least thirty meters to get out to the car park. Oh no! And I remember sitting there. I sat there for like a couple of minutes, going, "I gotta like, you know, I can just get through this real slowly." And the I don't know what happened, but someone must have pulled the shoelace because the first couple of shoelaces were super tight, and they were so tight that after untying two, I was like, "I can't stay here. I have to like bundle this up." get myself comfortable and then go for it. And when I walked out and saw the line keep going, I was like, oh no, oh no. Just thinking that it was going to be a line. Yeah. And when I saw that spider cave 
of laces. That reaction that I gave looked less than how I felt on the inside. <laughs> I thought I had my arms flailing. I thought I was screaming. I thought I had my hands in my, like my face in my hand. When I looked at my reaction, I was like, bro, you felt way worse than that when that happened. And then just getting through it was just like, oh, a nightmare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the um, last season was, and I would rather do shoelaces any day compared to last season's solo task. It was Guy Williams doing a level one NCEA maths exam, which is like a maths <laughs> exam for a 15-year-old, right? Oh, my God. And it was like, I remember seeing that like for the first time and that made my jaw like drop on the floor. Cause I was like, that is my worst nightmare <laughs> for people to realize like how dumb and bad I am at math is I, you can humiliate me with untying shit. If it's menial work, fine. Don't, don't make fun of my intelligence though, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. There's there's a one similar to yours in in the UK show, which was from the first series, where they got Josh Widdicombe to just count loads of stuff out. Like they got him like counting beans out of a can. They got him counting like uh, grains of rice out of a mm. packet of rice. And and yours was like that task, but on coke. Like it was insane. It was insane how they had to. Like I think it was two hours and twelve seconds. I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, like, I remember going, when I was sitting on the chair, I was like, if I could get this close to two hours, I'll be very, very happy with myself. I didn't want, like, an odd number. And, like, what you're saying about Josh's one, there was a, he, he still janked his way through it. Like, he found a way to do it faster. My one, there was no way. Paul was like, they didn't include this, but Paul would keep telling me, no, you're not allowed to cut them. No, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to use scissors because there were several times I was like, I could just cut them. And he's like, mm, I wouldn't like that. And then I was like, <laughs> because because I didn't want to upset Paul. That's all he had to say for me to just throw that idea out of my head. And I was like, I just, I just have to do this. And so I spent most of that time just trying to perfect my tooth, uh, tooth tying skills. Uh, that's that's how it is. Do you get do you do you get nightmares now when you like have to take your shoes off? <laughs> I I think I think in terms of like actual torture I I because because like context I'd already gone through the caravan task I'd already gone through the beans task I'd already gone through the the sunscreen task right and so by this point I that kind of prepped me for like me to be able to handle the shoelace task and so I was kind of like, I was kind of like fine with it. And because by the end of it, I kind of had something to show for it. Like I was able to show, look, I actually did this and I'm proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how, how to trick a man into being proud of himself for untying shoelaces. Give him 400. Let him do it for two hours. He'll be very proud of that very easy task. Um, but it wasn't like the, I remember the, uh, um, the sunscreen task was the was very yeah. cutting because that was the first one that like that i truly failed and because the director had even like at the end of the slide i tested it and it worked really well the director had even put a camera at the end of the hydra slide to wow. get that really nice shot of me 
finally getting the sunscreen to touch the thing, right? Everything was really looking good. And then for Paul to just go, stop, 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 and have, have it all kind of, I felt the blood drain from my face and just leave my toes. It was so heartbreaking. That, that scream that you heard was very <laughs> real. It was a very real scream. But then it quickly got washed over because I remember this is just for TV. You didn't lose any money. You didn't lose anything <laughs> out of this. You actually made better TV because you failed. So you made better I got TV. inside. Yeah, when I got inside, I was really stunned. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Matt, Matt told me that um, that, that sunscreen uh, one was supposed to be like a tie-break task. But because everyone went crazy and started doing mad stuff for it, they had to put it in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's one of, I think it was just one of those, like, those golden moments where you couldn't, you couldn't plan that, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't go for it. I think it's because they didn't include the, your time starts. They didn't include a time limit. The moment you put a time limit, all of your ideas go out the window. And so the task became no longer a tiebreaker task. It became a, it became a creativity task. I was yeah. like, sweet, the circle's open. I can go for, I can tackle this any way I want. And so I went, hydroslide. That will win. That will win me this. This is going to make up for every science fair that I grew up with, failing and not figuring out how to get the fucking balloon with the bullshit uh, popsicle stick across the line with without any helium. You know, and made up for all of those science fair projects. I was like, this is my science fair project. I'm going to nail this. I fucked it up. <laughs> the the, the using it as a, a, a sort of mouthwash as well. That that just going. And spitting it out, it was it was such a, it was such a harrowing image at the end when you were on your knees screaming, <laughs> a deep scream that you've probably never done before, and just the wet sunscreen just dribbling out of your mouth as well. <laughs> like, I put it in my mouth. People always go, "Why did you put it in your mouth?" I did it because you can't test the viscosity of sunscreen coming out of a tube when you pump it. All you gotta go is with the length. So I was like, if I do it in my mouth, I'll be able to feel how thin the sunscreen was. And I can keep just adding water and then, and then shaking it. I was like, this is a very smart, this is a very smart way. I don't, I have very, I like my threshold for self-respect in front of the camera is very low. It's not the worst thing I've done. So I was like, sweet, I'll use that to my advantage. Absolutely, that's brilliant. And the Hydra slide is such a it's such a great idea. With those with those um, creative tasks, like is it just complete panic for the whole of it? Like, how do you sort of settle that sort of anxiety? Like, I have to come up with something not only that works, but something that's that's funny as well. Like, how much pressure is that? I think like when you go into the tasks, and this is like I think this is something you only learn like later as a comedian. Uh, and it also falls under the umbrella of like being comfortable with silence. But sometimes tr not trying to service a joke or trying to service like an end gag will actually be funnier than anything you can come up with. And also my style as well is very like try like trial and error. Like if something like I'm very quick to change tact in my comedy as well. So if something's not working, I'm not married to the idea, I'll let it grow into something else. And so when I'm given a, when I'm given a time limit, I have to quickly know if something's not working, dump it, go for something else, which means that I have to be moving from the very beginning. 
I have to be, I have to be going towards some kind of goal. It doesn't matter about being funny, but if you're standing in front of the table with nothing in front of you, nothing's going to happen. But if you read that task and you go into the props room or whatever craft room they have, and you start putting paper down and you put all the, all the paint and stuff in front of you, you're like, okay, what can I see? Is there something here that I can make? And the, the task that I think really shafted me, that I, the one that I really regret was the uh, time travel task. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the time travel task was like, that was, that was the sign of me committing to my first idea and then just running with it. And the fact that I was already in a car with a clock strapped to my ass <laughs> on my way to Helensville, I was like, I can't go back. This is the bit. Like, this is all I can do. And I just remember the banter being like, this banter is so boring. And so I remember thinking, oh man, if this task comes up, I better have a good reason for why this is. And then I completely got exposed by everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Guy even turned to me and went, bro, what happened? Was that one of the first early tasks? He's like, yeah, man, I just just shat the bed. I just (laughs) couldn't come up with anything. (laughs) Anyway, you've always got that default thought of, should I just get naked? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've time traveled to how I looked when I came out of my mother. <laughs> you know, but yeah. <laughs> Glad I didn't do that. <laughs> no. I can just imagine Paul coming in like cutting the umbilical cord. That'd be that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> he already had to put that up with Angela, and then to like recreate birth with Angela. I thought that was really yeah. funny how um, she had a, a, a water bottle like with a without a lid, just pouring on the floor. <laughs> it's like, oh, my water broke. Such a good game. Oh, she's so good. Yeah, and obviously from seeing, uh, you mentioned Angela there, she appeared in your series, and I think it was you that found her in the, in the camcorder task where you had to film, yeah. film Paul. Like, do you, would, I'm, I want to know, was she there for everyone? Or was she there, she was there just for everyone. Really? She was there, she was there for everyone. And I was the only one that lifted up her head. So everyone at the end found out that Angela was there. But like beforehand, they were like, again, they were like, I think they came up to me and was like, we're really glad you took the head off there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that costume. And just, yeah, just to see Angela there was really, was really, but I was also really in the task. So I couldn't just full on give her a hug and be like, yeah, I was still like in that, like in that task mode. I was going to say the reaction wasn't like, oh my God, it's Anya. You just went, Oh, it's Angela. Hi. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's been there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh yeah. Uh, I just, I guess we're just really, we're really close friends. And like when we see each other, it's like, oh, awesome. Glad to have you here. And then I think later on after the, after the, the task, we just, we hung out in the green room and just caught up and it was just, I was just so happy that she was there. And it was just, yeah, it was a really lovely time. And to see Angela do so well on the, on the first series, did you ever think, could could I do the same here? Like, because she was so for everything with Angela, like especially the um, the costume underneath the uh, the costume where she just lay down lay down on the floor. And that was hilarious. Like, did you ever think I've got to uh, compete with not just the people you're with, but like the people from from the other, uh, earlier series? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, I'm really we're, me and Angela are really close. We both, we both met each other when we were just starting out comedy. And I just remember being so enamored by how funny and just like a little off kilter Angela was. I remember she had like, she had like a, a Ziploc bag of cereal, like with the milk in her, in her handbag. And she pulled it out. I was like, what? 
what is this? She's like, yeah, I just always have to have like lunch with me. And then she says it in like her, her deadpan way and you're just yeah. cracking. You're so funny. <laughs> and so we, our relationship really grew together. We really became like uh, brothers, brother and sisters. Um, yeah, wow. It is. I'm working, working with uh, other comedians uh, sort of, sort of links to uh, the the team tasks as well with in in the show. Uh, we, how did you get on with your team? Obviously, you're already a part of the uh, the the improv uh, group that you're a part of. So, were you pretty uh, stoked to have uh, Guy and Laura on your team? Yeah, yeah. Because I look at that group and I go, we're all very different comics, and we all work together. We all work very differently. And I remember uh, the the week Bix task was the first one that we did. Uh, and that was the one we, where we kind of find our groove. But then after that, that's when I realized, oh, guys, guys are very like, just a very good wordsmith. Laura is just like an incredible performer, an incredible musical performer. And I just have to go in there and just try break everything. I just break <laughs> everything that everyone else is trying to do, but while also being like a team player <laughs> as well. I really want, I remember the first task that we did together, we couldn't really find a leader because in my head I was like, guy, you're obviously the leader. Can you just direct us where we want to go? <laughs> and I remember just really, really quickly just trying to be like, I want to take a step back and just be the guy doing stuff. No yeah. attention. <laughs> was it, was it sort of like uh, an added pressure to do the team tasks? Cause you've got those, uh, you know, you've got Laura and guy there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because with like, with a, uh, with the solo tasks, you're your own editor. But then the moment you have a team task, you're like, well, I have to make sure that everyone's on the same page with this. And I think we all approached it that way. Everyone wanted to be accommodating, which kind of slowed us down because no one was making an executive decision straight away. But by the end of it, I'm so glad the rap task was the final one because by that point, we kind of all had figured... Oh, no, no, it was the kid show. The kid show was when we figured out, right, we know all of our places. Right, yeah. Like, how, how did you even come up with the the puppet show because it was so specific about about puberty and then also like the history of New Zealand like <laughs> <laughs> so we had we had 45 minutes to do that task and we spent the first 20 minutes coming up with a topic and we were scared we I remember that point we're like we don't have anything oh no what are we gonna do and then we finally just went it's all on puberty and then we read the task again and they were like most educational and then guy just straight away went Let's, let's bring facts into this. I was like, okay, cool. So he just started coming up with the facts. Laura was like, I need to make some songs for this and uh, write down what we're going to talk about. And I was like, I'm just going to make some puppets. I've got some puppets. I've like, I love crafting things. I like making little doodads that do one twisted thing. And I'd done a, I'd done a bit in my show before where I'd, uh, and this is going to get a bit R18, but I'd done like mm-hmm. a, uh, a live, I wanted to make a live action hentai scene where I had pictures of uh, furry cartoon animals. I'd cut out the crotch and I'd shove the toothpaste um, container out the back of it. And I, every night I would fill it up with um, corn flour, with like thick corn flour. And so it would look like I'm getting bukkakied by these um, furry creatures. And then I filled one with like chocolate custard. So I knew that that was like a gag that I could, like I had in the back of my head. I was like, I can do, I can add that to the puppets. I saw the glue. I was like, I'm doing that gag, sort of thing. So by the end, I just showed my puppets to them. They were like, okay, cool. And then we just improv the, uh, <laughs> the puppet show. <laughs> <laughs> we had the outline and we're just like let's see what happens I by the end of it there is no other walk of life where you would have to bring in those puppets to any scenario <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah I just it was just it was so 
it's those golden moments where everything kind of just clicks and it just it works out and you're like yay awesome so glad i was able to be part of this absolutely golden moments i think my favorite task of the of the whole series has to be a team task it has to be the uh write a diss track about the members of the other team and this i I, I'm, i'm i'm just guessing but i'm sure this is the one that people come up to you or, or message you about the most. I don't know. It's surely like that's the one that I would want to ask about because it is so so funny. Like I can't believe how how hard the freestyling goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the it really caught me off guard. I really thought the kids show. I really thought the puppet show would be the one that everyone goes. Wow, that was that was cooked. But the rap one, just everyone just really um, gravitated towards it. And I mean, I love it. I'm so glad that that's the one everyone really enjoyed. Um, knowing that we had Laura in the team, I remember uh, Ur- Urshler, Matt Nurshler, Matt Nurshler never met any fuckers worse than you. Yeah. I remember she came up with that like off, like straight away. Like that was our lead in line that we went in with. That was and hard. we were just like, yeah, it went hard, eh? It went yeah. hard, and it just and it just really cemented the fact that we're going in on this. And then, like having, then then Guy and Laura were like, okay, let's make this, let's make the outline of the rap. So they were like, so they made sure that okay, we have a chorus, we have a hook, and yeah. uh, we have like, and we all have a verse. And then they just noticed, okay, well, David's in his own world. <laughs> <laughs> let's let him just do what he wants to do. Like they were like, we can trust him to come up with something. And so it was really nice for them to just take care of that and just let me go in. And I remember they were both sitting there and I was like, there's a bowl of spaghetti here. Why is no one eating this? And so I went into the kitchen. I was in the kitchen going through, like trying to, trying to write stuff down because I don't write rap because I only freestyle. And yeah. I think it hindered, it hindered my actual uh, verse. Cause I just, all of a sudden I was trying to work on paper. Uh, but I just, I remember, I was really gutted when they cut out all of the spaghetti eating. Because I think I ate like two bowls of spaghetti <laughs> in that time. And like, it wasn't just the, the eating spaghetti. It was me waiting by the microwave, like going, like, like fucking what you got? Like just trying to freestyle while waiting for the spaghetti. I found, I went into the fridge. I found slices of cheese because I love cheese on my spaghetti. I was a, it was a great time. It's a great time, Owen. Yeah, it definitely helped it. Like, I, I definitely go through your freestyling uh, about just like in general in life. I'm just like, if I'm just waiting at the train station, I'm just there going, I'm gonna, gonna, gonna drown you in your own blood. <laughs> Got your face down in your own blood, yeah. And what? It's good. I can, I, honestly, it's so funny. I love, I love it all. Even just the fuck you, us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Owen! The fact that you ca- you knew like the exact like cadence of that bit, and yeah. oh my gosh, what the fuck! I when I when I said that, I didn't. You don't know. You don't know how it's gonna go. You. I just was like, well, I gotta finish it. Like I can't. I remember. I remember when I was like, gonna gonna. I was like, bro, you need to say another word. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't a choice. That was like me stalling for time because I hadn't thought of anything. I <laughs> see oh, how it went so well. Like that was. That, I think that's my favourite one. Second, second to um, Matt Heath, repping in a shoelace, heavy's body, 
hanging from this pool place and then from this yeah. pool place yes yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then guy's just like can't wait to hear his christmas song <laughs> which turned out to be like so so sweet <laughs> what, what that rap was yeah. oh man and I, honestly i'm not lying there i constantly watch it all the time and i i'm always singing singing the rap bit it is it is so funny i absolutely love it it honestly it honestly means the world to me because um freestyling was something that like i was really insecure about every time i freestyled all my friends would be like bro you need to stop doing that that's very cringy can you stop can you stop freestyling it's honestly so bad and i and i used to live with a well, i used to live in a flat full of comedians and me and my other mate would just get really stoned and just freestyle like every day i think for like six months but at that point we wouldn't we couldn't i didn't understand flow we were just trying to make the words rhyme <laughs> <laughs> yeah but by the time it got to that task i understood like okay well you got to make it like fun to listen to and so for it to be received this well it's given it's given me the confidence to like really give it a like to really just give it a good shot and try to you know entertain that side of my skill set so i might make some other stuff but who knows i don't know see how it goes yeah absolutely the foundations are there <laughs> yeah 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 now i'm like now i'm like okay now i actually like have to be good i oh, know and but it's honestly because we're stuck in the lockdown like what else am i gonna do so if i can come out of this lockdown with a new skill i'll be pretty stuck i don't know say another another team task that i have to mention is the uh the famous sabotage task like did you have no idea that laura uh was was sabotaging you no idea no idea bro no idea Bro, when that task finished, no, when Laura got told about that, she came into the green room and she was pissed. She was like, guys, oh, I can't tell you now, but I'm not happy. <laughs> and me and Guy were like, what, what do you mean? It's like, oh, you'll, you'll, you'll find out later, but I'm not. I'm not happy. It wasn't until we got to the record that we found out that she was trying to sabotage us yeah. the whole time. We had no idea at all. Another regret I have from the show is pulling the finger at Laura and like, because I got so sweeped up in the moment that I was like, yeah, we won, you know? And then like, but then it quickly, like it again. It just I realized I'm pulling the fingers of my friend. Like that's that's not cool. Like, yeah, oh, that no. was a that was a really real moment. I remember because they kept that in the show where you, when when you had the celebration, then you sat down, you went, oh, "I'm so sorry for doing that. <laughs> I apologize for that." <laughs> yeah, and like I I I just I remember I like I kept because there are there are tasks in the sh in the show where like sometimes you because you're just going straight to the next task, you sometimes harbor some of the, the emotions that kind of happen in that task. And I just remember going to the live task and just, I just remember feeling like a, a bit, bit like down on it. And I just really wanted to, I just really wanted Laura's forgiveness yeah. <laughs> in that moment. Yeah. Cause she seemed at the beginning, she did seem that she didn't want to do it whatsoever because she went, Oh, they're my twins. And I was, I was thinking, Oh, this is going to be good because uh, she told me that, that before she was pulled aside, like you had like a like a team meeting in like in the green room like come on guys we've got to stick together we've got to make a plan and stuff like that and then she has to sabotage the next task 
Uh, it's felt really bad, but <laughs> it's just one of those things. But yeah. would, would you have done it? They said that you wouldn't have done it, but how would you, you have um, sabotaged the team? Like, to be honest, I think you were quite a sabotage anyway because you just ran off. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have, I think I did worse for the team than if I actually got told to sabotage the task. Like, if I got told to sabotage the task, I would have gone so insular that what I would have planned would have actually helped the team more because it would have just put me out of the side and they could have just gone in hard. Um, but I remember just thinking, I need, to get a, I need to get something that can hold a lot of balloons. So I just ran for the shed and I was I got to get a trolley. And, and I remember it was grass. So I was like, I can't, I can't push this trolley. I'm going to lift it. And so I spent most of that task trying to lift a trolley there, <laughs> trying to transport helium balloons. We don't there's see- no top on the thing, Owen. There's no <laughs> top on the thing. They're just going to float everywhere. We don't even see you with the trolley. We just see a trolley fly out of nowhere. And it just yeah. comes into shot. <laughs> oh, guy, guy did so well. And I remember thinking, I remember going, oh, I hope Laura's okay. Because she like properly rolled her ankle. And yes. It was, like, yeah. it was like an actual moment. We're like, oh, no. It's just, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> it, it, was, it was genius. And that zero points for Laura on that task and the full five, the full five for you. Mm. Uh, but I think... Laura had that sort of lead where she probably could lose a few points and, 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 still, and still win in the end. Uh, and definitely at the, the last episode as well for you, I think you won it by about six or, six or seven points that in the last episode. I think you, mm. did, you smashed it. So did, was there ever at the last episode you thought, okay, this, this could be, I could at least try and get seconds. I think you were at fourth, I think, at the start yeah. of the episode. And I think you, you got it uh, back up to third. I'm, I'm only mentioning it because there is Taskmaster fans out there that absolutely love the stat side of it. And they love, like, yeah. analysing that, like, oh, um, you know, Guy could have won if he did this in this task or Jeremy voted it this way or whatever. So we love the, apps, the stats for it. And I think you are top of, like, the creative task or, or second, I think. So, I, but I think the measured task is the one where you go quite low. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did, did you ever I, think that the creative tasks were more suited to you rather than the measured ones? I, I remember thinking prize tasks is what I could really go hundies at. But then I, my respect for Laura just grew massively throughout the throughout the season because I was like because I really had no scope of what they were everyone was going to do but I was like I'm I'm the props guy like you should be able to like make something like you gotta I was like I gotta put a little bit of heart into every price task that I make like actually make it they they gave you an option they're like you can either bring like something that you think will really hit it come up with a really good explanation or you can make something and I was like I need to make something so I have an actual connection to this prize uh but like Laura's steal your girlfriend task was just oh so iconic come on, so best, good the best the series the, of, of that series I think that that prize and, is incredible right incredible what was, what was the question again i've just gone back to gassing up my friends <laughs> no, you, you, you just touched on on prize tasks i was i was hoping to come to them because how did how do you sort of like find the prize tasks like did you think right this as you mentioned there do you think this is the moment where i, I can shine a bit here with those prizes and get those mm. points yeah, I was always like, I was always like, I, this is the, this, the prize task is where I can really show 
my like my style of comedy which is like just a like i really just love dipping into that it looks shit but i can tell he put some time into this it's like he he thought about this but he didn't pull it off and that's that's where i really love to kind of play in and so um there i think for the best green thing i kind of had two ideas for a prize task um and i ended up going with green screen because um after talking to the, cause I got one of the producers to go like, well, which one do you think would like read better on TV? But the original idea for best green thing, I was gonna smoke a joint <laughs> and blow all of the smoke into a balloon. And then I was going to put a $20 bill, which is green over here into the balloon and then duct tape it with green duct tape onto a five meter by five meter sheet of green. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, I think the green screen will read better, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there was that one. And also the, um, the one that I actually got five points for, which was the, the two most different things. Yes. My, first, um, my first idea that I threw at them before they were like, no, health and safety will not let you do that. Um, I wanted to bring in uh, dry ice and a wet flame. So oh I wanted to bring in... God. Yeah. <laughs> So I wanted to bring dry ice, which is, you know, like uh, icy uh, CO2, and then also bring like methylated spirits, but like light it on fire. I was like, how can you look? I've brought in both things and they've overcrossed each other. But they were like, <laughs> yeah, we didn't get it cleared with health and safety. But wow. either way, I'm, I'm glad that I ended up going with custard and a cinder block because I think that, that that looks funnier. Like the other yeah. one looks like, oh, he's really tried with this one, but the cinder block and custard, you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, well worth the five points. I think Cinderblock Custard sounds like uh, a cool indie band name, doesn't it? Yeah, surf music. They play like, like, uh, like not Paul Williams, but like, you know, like, like yeah, I don't know. What am I doing? What am I doing, Owen? <laughs> you, should, you should start that band. You should yeah, start yeah. That. <laughs> yes, you should. Uh, the, the calendar as well for the most futuristic mm-hmm. thing. Uh, it, it, it's brilliant. And you're selling it, you're doing the calendar now, aren't you? You're, you're selling the calendar. With yeah, I had, I, 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 I'm selling it because so many people hit me up about it. I didn't go in, I didn't go into that going, what a great marketing opportunity. I really <laughs> should give this a good shot. I just remember going, I have nothing for futuristic thing. What the fuck am I going to do for this? <laughs> but I'd also just finished making another show, like a, my live comedy show. And I got my, uh, my girlfriend and a friend to just, I, I think I just wanted to make shapes. So like, you know, the yum yum petrol and the, uh, yes. and all of the, um, the green screen stuff. I made all of those poses to begin with, to warm up. And then afterwards, one of my, my friends was like, can you make a sh- letter of the alphabet? I was like, yeah, 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 okay. So I made a letter and then I ended up going through the whole alphabet and then I looked through them and then I really refined it. And then I just kind of sat in front of my computer going, I have a whole font of me. <laughs> I could make this into like, what do I do with this? And then I think it was kind of just me giving up and being like, well, I could make a calendar and then write my name on all of them and then lo and behold another moment of just like gold that i didn't realize was right there and people really enjoyed it and i was like great awesome thank you taskmaster for pushing me like this yeah absolutely i need to get one i'm not sure what the shipping would be 
uh, from over in New Zealand. So, there. so, so it's not done through me. So, okay, I'm gonna plug it real quickly. It's on lulu.com, uh, or you can just go to my Instagram at David Post Office, and there's a link in my bio. Uh, but it's done through some company in the US or the UK, and they make it on site. And then they deliver it straight to you. So you pay like normal kind of like delivery fees, bro. I didn't get uh, I didn't get an example made first, like a sample. Right. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I'm so <laughs> scared that it's gonna be so fucked, and everyone's gonna be so angry and be like, "Dude, what the fuck is this calendar? This calendar sucks. What the fuck is this?" I'm so I'm. You've caught me at a moment. Where I'm so scared. I don't know how it's gonna go. I will. I will let you know as soon as I get it because it's gonna be on my Christmas list for sure. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think as, as well with like the yum yum juice, the calendar and uh, uh, the green screen, the green screen. Yeah. You just being half naked as well on it is just, I think I've seen you half naked uh, more than anyone else this year. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and you sound like every single audience member that's been to my live show. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get fully naked. But then Louis C.K. made that uncool. And so I was like, oh, I guess i got to put underwear on now. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> nice one, Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for ruining that gag, mate. <laughs> another, another prize task as well I've got to talk about is Best Voucher, because you won that one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, how you're going to uh, just beat everyone else's voucher by 10%. Like, mm. was that a big risk? Because you didn't really know what the other... Uh, the vouchers were you just um the gag is is perfect anyway this is just gonna work like yeah so so i don't know if you have it i don't know if you if you have this culture in uh the uk i remember that task i uh i went to one of my friends uh josh davies who's also a comedian and i was just like bro i have to make all these prize tasks and he was the one that kind of helped me make that task and uh it was based off uh the idea that in new zealand we have uh, hardware stores and they're always like and if you find a better price, we'll beat up by 10%. So I was like, that's the gag. That's the gag. I have to make a coupon that matches everyone else's. The 10% means that I have an excuse to be better than everyone else's. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't realize, like, another moment that just worked out. They, like, because it was partnered with something else, it just made the other gag funnier. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely, because obviously, how was, I've got to ask, how was the kiss with Ursula? She caught, she enjoyed it. She was like, she was like, the bed's a lot softer than I thought going in. And, I, and like, cause, and at the time I was also like, oh no, I'm going to get in trouble. Cause they were like, you got to be by 10%. So I'm like squeezing her butt. And I'm like, I hope this, I hope this doesn't come across badly. I hope that, I hope they leave in the part at the start. But it was, I liked the way that they, they showed it. Yeah. And the squeezing of the butt must be the extra 10%. Yeah. That's the 10%. That because tongue, no tongue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great way to end, <laughs> end the show. Yeah, Disney Kiss. A Disney yeah. Kiss. That's that's all you get, Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah, I think Guy suggested that the extra ten percent was uh, was a thumb up bum. I don't think that <laughs> would uh, that would read well. <laughs> that was the closest I could go. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got some um, fan questions. I told you that was a part of um, the the mm-hmm. Facebook group. And I've, mm-hmm. I, I told them that you were coming on the show. They were absolutely made up. And I, I told them to, to send me some questions to, mm-hmm. to ask you. Uh, so I'm just going to read them out. And you can answer them to uh, the, best, the best of your mm-hmm. ability. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, it says, uh, 
can you drive now? And if not, would you consider Paul as your driving instructor? <laughs> I, I've had a few driving lessons. I've got my flatmates helping me out, but I just, I just have, I just hate driving. I hate the whole experience of it. And I just keep finding reasons to put it off. But I hope, I'm here's hoping I get my restricted soon. You know, pray for me. Thoughts and prayers. I mean, I'm, I'm, pray, I'm praying that you, you'll pass. I've got another one. Uh, do you have a favorite moment or quote from the show? P.S. Mine was, do you know how many cans I sucked off for you? And that was from Samantha. Oh, thank you, Samantha. That's very lovely. Um, favorite quote? Um, there was a gag, and I don't think it really included, it didn't really read through in the episode. But in one of the episodes, we all had a turn going, you're a real fuck, Paul, because I think it was the fifth episode and he just shafted us all in like some kind of way. And I think, yeah, it caught on very quickly and we all just were like, you fuck, Paul. And we all said it in our own ways. And that was my favorite. That was my favorite moment. I think favorite quote. <laughs> either, oh, that or the, either that or you got a real thick dick, bro. You got yes. a real circumference on that thing. <laughs> that, yeah. Okay, there's another, and one more. I got one more. This is the one that made Guy laugh and I think that's why I really liked it. But um, when, when Paul called me out for tries being four letters and then we go, oh, you're fucking autocorrect now. Uh, that was also a, <laughs> Whatever is really heavy with <laughs> <laughs> loads of brilliant quotes. And uh, another question I've got is: uh, Are you a fan of the original Taskmaster? And if so, do you have a favourite contestant from the UK series? I really love um, Essam and Paul. Yes, Chowdhury. Yes. Both different spelling. Both incredible contestants. Um, I really loved uh, Tim Vine as well i really love that he committed to the pun like you can just see like i just i don't know i just have a real i have a real respect for that that kind of thing people who really commit the whole way so i think those are like my three favorite um contestants yeah and course. also guz guz in this season oh oh good brilliant. fucking fan <laughs> guz is is so brilliant especially when he's like especially was like there's a task about being cool and like he burns himself trying to be cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> <and goes action. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Love those and, guys. And of course, Rose, Rose Matafeo was on uh, season nine of Taskmaster. Do you, do you know Rose? And how, how did you find her being on the show? Yes. Um, so Rose is also part of the improv group. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> It's coming to think that everyone in New Zealand is a part of this, this, this improv group. <laughs> you, you have no idea. There are, there are a couple of comics that aren't really a big fan of this group because um, a, lot, a lot of them keep getting work on, uh, on TV. <laughs> uh, and also, to add to that, Brinley is also part of the improv group as well. From season so. one, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's all, they're all there. But yeah, Rose is lovely. I'm a really big fan of Rose. I think she's done like incredibly especially like just bringing the name of New Zealand comedy like on a world stage when she won the um, Edinburgh Fringe Award it was like such such big news such yeah. big news that she won so yeah really big fan of it the fact that we're like the same age really like makes me go what the fuck are you up to today <laughs> <laughs> her um her task where she did the um where they had to make the board game and yes. they did Buckaroo very great we love yeah. that it's brilliant. And I'm sure she would love to go on the, the New Zealand Taskmaster. I'm not sure what the rules are, 
about doing crossovers because I'm sure she'd uh, love to be on that. So would you ever go over to to the UK and uh, do the Taskmaster over here? I I I I would be apprehensive to it, you know, because it's like it just it feels like it feels like you're overstaying your welcome. Like I'm happy with I'm happy with my season. And I think I think it's it, there's no point bringing in another person to give it another go when you have so much other talent out there that's, you know, the opportunities that brought me, I want that for other people as well. You know, so I'm happy. I'm happy to end it there. I'm happy that I that I get to end on, you know, t- untying shoelaces. It's yeah, like really stoked. I think that's good. And I, I'm glad because I think it would break you. I think it would because I think, <laughs> I think I think Greg could be a lot harsher than than what Jeremy is. And Greg is at the stage where he just doesn't give a shit about what he says or what points he goes like in the latest episode when he gave the points out for the prize task. He was generally shouting at the camera, going, do something about it. Tweet me. Tweet me at Greg Davis if you have a problem. <laughs> yes, yes. I loved that moment. I thought that was so <laughs> funny. I thought it was so, so funny. And I, and I, mentioned, it, I mentioned it in the, um, the other Taskmaster podcast. Uh, but I, I'm very intimidated. I'm very intimidated by a lot of the UK comics because I understand like the hierarchy that it kind of falls on. And so I think getting on there, I would be a lot more timid to begin with and i'd be like i don't think i'd be able to go as hard as i did with the new zealand one. because in the new zealand one it felt like a safe space it felt like i could really just have some fun with it yeah but yeah absolutely. i love watching it though it's a great time love those compilation videos on youtube fantastic <laughs> time i've got i've got another question uh it is uh, can we hear a sample of saint nick give me back my shoehorn saint nick give me back my shoehorn I don't want to eat corn. Fuck, I forgot it. Fuck, I forgot it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I can't deliver. I, I can't deliver. Don't worry. That was all I needed. All I needed was that first line. I felt like I was in the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, like the last, the last question that I've got is: What were some of your highlights from your trip to Christchurch with Paul? You mentioned it earlier in the podcast. What was that? What was one of the highlights uh, from the trip? I think the highlight was uh, just getting to really know each other on that trip and just hanging out. And I think at the very end, just hey, seeing my parents because I got to like catch up with my parents and. Paul got to make my appearance. And I didn't realize at the time that Paul was a really big fan of, uh, of Cookie Time, which is where my dad works. And so he, we've always just got cookies like around the house. And so to give that to him, I was like, oh yeah, thank God. I felt bad because I said I was going to give him a Wi-Fi password so he could go online. I never gave him the Wi-Fi password. I felt real bad after I realized I didn't do that. <laughs> Chilling <laughs> in a room with no, with no internet. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely a highlight. Yeah, he got cookies though. And I can't believe you got one point for it. Because you're like, he had cookies and everything. You met my parents, that was it. You met my that parents. was so real. That was so real. And I think people have said, like, they were at the recording, they were like, yeah, they didn't capture the full heartbreak that I had on that, on that time. It is so many highs and lows. And it's such a great series. I hope Taskmaster New Zealand uh, continues. And, uh, and I hope, uh, hopefully, would you, are you coming over... Uh, to the UK soon whenever everything's back to normal like Edinburgh Fringe and stuff like that yeah I'm a big fan of Edinburgh Fringe like it's honestly my it's my dream place it's like my Disneyland 
Like whenever I go there, I just get to catch up with all my friends that don't feel like friends when I'm here. But then when I'm over there, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to hang out. So yeah, uh, as soon as I can get over to Edinburgh, I'm bringing uh, a new show over there. Uh, the one I'm doing right now, I think, because it's, um, I'm really proud of this one. And so I just really can't wait to bring, because it's like, it's just a fun, it's a fun show. And I can't wait for other people to see it in Edinburgh. Absolutely. Especially like now that there's like people that who know me and not, bro, bro, people would come to my shows and they would regret it because people would like, would, would say, Hey, go, go to David's show. And they're like, what is it? It's like, it's, I can't explain it. And then they'd turn up and then they'd be like, what the fuck was that? And then they'd leave and then they'd go back to their friend and they'd be like, bro, what was that show? And they're like, it was great, right? It's like, no, I brought a first date to that show. <laughs> we're not gonna, we're not hanging out ever again. Yeah, so to be able to go to like Edinburgh next time and people know what they're in for, be a real treat. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and to end, to end the podcast, I'm gonna do a very original thing of asking yeah. you to rate the podcast from one to five points. I'm not sure yes. if anyone does that on any other podcast. I'm not sure. <laughs> Owen, I'm gonna give you five points yes five points, bro. I, I, i'll take it i, I am uh, i was very impressed by the way that you uh that you interview and that you Thank host you. this podcast you Thank you're you very, very you're very good at just um giving time for a guest to just speak and also i can you're, you're listening and i can hear that you're listening and you're also you, the way you balance everything bro you're really good at this so i really hope you keep this up Oh, David, thank you so much. That really, really means a lot. And, and uh, you, you are welcome anytime to, to come back on the podcast. Honestly, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. great. It's Hit been me great. Up. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you very much, David. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Owen. Wow. David Correos, what a kind soul. He is such a great guy. What a brilliant comedy mind as well. A great insight into David's extraordinary Taskmaster story. I hope he gets even more big breaks on TV because he is the best. He's so talented. I have no idea why he doubts himself because he is so funny. Right, next week, we are carrying on with the New Zealand theme. And you know why? It's because they're in a lockdown right now and they have nothing better to do than to talk to some mad guy from England who loves Taskmaster very, very much. It's another contestant from season two. It's the guy who's really funny on the show. It's Guy. Guy Montgomery will be with me next week. We're going to be talking about Taskmaster season two, why he always wears Paul on his shirts, the festive fox, and of course, how he went back in time to kill Hitler. So join me next week where I'll be chatting to Guy Montgomery about Taskmaster. But right now, episode three is done in the bag. I hope you enjoyed it. That's all from me. Bye-bye.